Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode. I am Maria Martinez here on Divine Human. Today, we have Kelsey Gordon with us, who is an amazing human being, an amazing light, very fiery, and I love her energy. She's a shamanism herbologist and so much more. And today, she's sharing with us tips, recipes, herbs, to ground, to bring more joy in, to release stress and anxiety as we go through the holidays. So enjoy today's episode and help me welcome Kelsey Gordon. Thank you, everyone. Welcome, everyone, to today's podcast, Divine Human. And help me welcome today my very lovely friend, Kelsey Gordon. So I'd love her to introduce herself. Uh, Go ahead, introduce yourself, Kelsey. Hi everyone, I'm Kelsey and um, I am an Ayurvedic student with Maria, but my background has been a little bit crazy along the way. Um, My background is it first started out in public health, working in STD and HIV and doing data uh, in the biostatistics world. Um, I then decided that, oh man, this is not for me. <laughs> and so I quit that program, a master's of public health program, and I started working with an herbalist in the Kansas City area where I live now. And she does herbalism from a science and shamanistic and psychological perspective. So it's just so much fun to go out into her land and commune with nature that way. And from my studies with her, I learned about Ayurveda. And so now I'm a student learning about Ayurveda while doing data entry from home to pay the bills. Wow, that sounds amazing. So there's so many, like so many things that are so exciting about what you do. Um, Working with the land, Ayurveda, um, herbs and shamanism. So can you talk a little bit about how you bridge everything together, how you blend everything together to do the work that you do? Absolutely. Um, I think it's so strange that you would think that working in STD and HIV would have anything to do with this world, but I was an STD investigator. And so if somebody tested positive for chlamydia or gonorrhea or HIV, I had to talk with them and I had to be able to speak at any language and be able to um, blend education, background, fears, psychology, everything like that. And so even though that world really isn't a part of my new world, if you will, that way of talking with people has really helped me bridge everything to like what you were saying. And so I can sit in front of a future client and say, okay, this person might need more of that science background. So I can pull that ahead of me and speak from a stats point of view and say, I've read these studies and here's what's going on. And sometimes that's too sciencey. And so someone maybe needs a little bit more of the magic and someone might need a little bit more of the energy. And so at the end of the day, I'm learning everyone's getting to the same thing. We all just want a little extra love and a little bit better balance. It's yeah. just the language that we speak to get there. Yeah. And that's so true. And you know, to your point where you said, you may not think that uh, STDs may have anything to do with energy, but actually they do because they're parasites, they're um, foreign invaders, they're low vibrational energies. And a lot of times we have contracts with that. There's something about that we need to learn that we can't, we went into contract with that, that we are ready to break through it. And one of the things that I just wanted to point out is that when, when we go through a challenge, it's not a derailment, it's not something that is taking us down. It's something that we decided 
we wanted, we were ready to be free of. So that's amazing that you're working with different people across different uh, needs and that you're able to communicate from different levels because we are multidimensional. Yeah, there's no easy one checkbox fits for everybody. And that's why Ayurveda is amazing. It's an individualistic approach to all balance. Yeah, yeah. So talking about Ayurveda, uh, how do you bring in Ayurveda and bring in, because if, if it sounds like you use, like many of us, that we have different modalities, different training, we bring a blend, we make it our own, and we create what that person needs in that moment, what we're being called to present to them as their healing protocol. How do you incorporate uh, Ayurveda with uh, the herbs, uh, with the energies, with uh, shamanism? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think it's, for me, what really speaks the most is use of the chakra work that I know. And to me, Ayurveda is really all about that first and second chakra. And I know that works on other levels too, but in my head, Ayurveda is the grounding component, that daily routine, that working with the seasons and stuff like that. And then I can bring in the herbs and the kind of higher energy works that I use to kind of bring this better, fuller blend. And the fact that Ayurveda does work on all those levels just gives it a little extra oomph on those extra higher levels too. Yeah. You know, and as you're sharing your expertise and how you do your work, the audience, I am sure, is curious what some of your processes may be. So would you like to share any one of your processes with us? Um, sure. Um, you know, sometimes some people like their energy just screams at me. And for me, it's just more I'll all of a sudden get a little blip in my head of this person needs this. And I may not realize until later why, or I'll just make the suggestion and they'll be like, oh, that would be great for my blah 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 And so sometimes it's just listening. Um, other times I do use Ayurvedic techniques. Um, you can read facial lines, you can look at the nails, have them stick their tongue out and they can do all that, including the pulse read. Um, I, although my pulse read right now is probably the weakest one of those. <laughs> but by reading those kind of facial lines and tongue cues that you can get from a person, that can give you a lot. And so it's almost like your body's speaking to you in a Reiki type of way without truly tapping into that Reiki format. Mm. Mm. So it's interesting because how you described it, you you essentially said, I receive information and it comes from in different ways. I receive information from their energy field. I receive information from their body. I receive information if I choose to tap into their chakras. Uh, and, and that's really a, a really good approach to being a good listener. You're a channel, you're, you know, you're receiving information that it's not, uh, uh, that you're not speaking. You're just allowing it to come through so that you know what's the next best step for them. And that's a good, that's a good way of approach. Um, I think um, many of us, you know, many of us step back and act as channels to receive the information so that we can move forward and allow that information to come through. What I really like about what you do, and this is something that you share with me in the past, is that you have your little herb garden. Can you tell us a little bit about, about that? Yeah, so I actually created a home herbiary. Um, it's 
with dried herbs because the love of my life, uh, herb, herbalism, is also the, one of the biggest ironies in my life, <laughs> which is I can't go out during allergy season because I'm allergic to everything. <laughs> so it's always a good thing for all of your listeners to remember that if just because you can't pick up on an energy one way, there's always other ways. And the same with herbalism. Even if you can't grow something or you're allergic to pollen, you can still be an herbalist. Mm -hmm. But um, I created this big, beautiful, bright blue cabinet with um, doors that has right now about six, 50 to 60 different herbs in there, as well as funnels and strainers and all sorts of just fun gadgetry and made all the better because on the very top of that cabinet, I have three cute little dinosaur planters and a nice little aromatherapy diffuser. So it's just my calm little happy nook beautiful. of playing with the herbs. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. So what would you say are your, your go-to herbs? Like what are the ones, like the, the, what you use the most because that's what you see the most? For myself or for others? Let's do both for yourself and for others. Okay. For myself, um, cooling and or grounding herbs, because I'm typically moving a million miles a minute and I'm a hot pitta or that fire energy, if that's more your speed. Um, so Jadamansi is one that I absolutely adore and never go anywhere without. It's a grounding herb. It's a twin sister um, or it's a cousin sister to valerian. And so it smells very earthy. Some people think it smells kind of like a foot, <laughs> but it's just very, very grounding. Um, and then another one is just always going to be lavender and chamomile. I mean, everyone knows those, but there's a reason that they're in the, in the conscious mind right now. So, and then for others, something that I've really noticed, it's getting to be cold and flu season. It's I live in Kansas and so today it's actually 60 degrees out, but two days ago it was 20 degrees out. So <laughs> we we deal with a lot of weather fluctuations and mm -hmm. it can get very cold very fast here. So having some elderberry on hand is always good for flu season and then some just nice warming herbs just to keep your tummy up and rumbling. So that way you can digest is always a nice little ginger, especially because you can put some ginger and toss it into a little Moscow mule and make yourself a nice groovy cocktail. Ah, that sounds yummy. So everything is warm, right? You're, what you're describing is like teas and aromas and mm -hmm. yeah, that's beautiful. Okay. So, you know, we're talking about the season, but, but in the season, there's also a lot of stress. Uh, yes. There's a lot of stress. There's a lot of anxiety about the holidays, um, family, getting together with family or not <laughs> having family. What, do you normally see or what do you normally recommend for somebody that's having a lot of stress uh, and would you like to you know just would like to sit down and sip a, you know a nice warm cup of tea sure so uh, one thing is, is actually the elderberry does tap a little bit into that because most people know it for its immune stimulating side of things but immune can also help battle that mental fatigue it's not just immune for the physiological body um, but if that's not your cup of tea, um, then another great holiday season one is always a go-to for me is a blend of ginger, cardamom, and cinnamon. If you want, toss a little nutmeg in, but it's good stuff, man. <laughs> yeah. Okay. They got to try that one. I actually have all those ingredients. 
Yeah. And another one I would love to suggest is actually what I'm sipping on right now today. It's a um, grated cocoa with mm -hmm. hibiscus, which is typically more of a summer herb, but sometimes it's, it's real good for heart, which to all your points is, um, you know, it's a hard time. The holidays can be heart opening if you love the holidays, but that's stressful in the happy way. And it can also be heart closing if the holidays aren't your bag. And so that hibiscus just sends a little extra lovey-dovey right to the heart. Oh, I love that. And again, add in a little bit of cinnamon. It's great. <laughs> Ooh, all of this sounds really yummy. Got to try those. Yeah. So there, you know, there, there are a lot of people listening or there will be a lot of people listening as, as <laughs> we make this available to our audience. And they're not all pizzas like you. They may be vatas or they may be kafas. Do you have right. any other recommendations for specific this time where we feeling a lot of stress, some anxious, even some anxiousness to perform, you know, in the gift giving or in the preparation of the holidays and the foods to help them calm down and release that stress and that anxiety. Sure. Um, I mean, we mentioned it earlier and I always like to use the kind of the consciously known herbs because they don't seem so woo woo to some people, mm -hmm. um, but lavender is a really great one. It's super calming and great and groovy. Um, Tulsi or holy basil is a great one. And if you don't have that one at home in a pinch, your regular basil, the one that you cook with is mm -hmm. also really great. And most people don't realize that with basil, you can actually create it right then and there into an incense, get a little mm -hmm. coal, sprinkle that right on onto there and just have that infused. And it can also give you a nice little digestive boost, even though you're smelling it in and just give you that nice calming feel. Mm -hmm. And let's face it, if nothing else, if you're hungry, you can focus on some tastiness, <laughs> not on the stress of the year. <laughs> that's, that's Yeah, that's a great idea. And the digestion is also really important because we're not just digesting food, we're also digesting emotions. So Absolutely. if it helps you digest, it can also help you move that energy. And a lot of times we hold on to a lot of things around the holidays, disappointment, disillusion. I mean, it really happens throughout the year, but especially around this time where we're trying to perform at a certain level and trying to make everybody happy and trying to accommodate every, everyone. So we want to release trying, we want to release trying to uh, prove something because we have nothing to prove, but we want to also bring in more calm and more joy and more love. So those are and great. Really, another great way you could do that is uh, incorporating some warm, not cooked honey into your tea. And that honey will have that scraping action. It also, it will get rid of right. What in, in Ayurveda, we call it ama, and we don't differentiate between I ate bad today, toxins in the body or from emotional stuff. But another way to think about it is it will just take all those negative, nasty, mean thoughts that you're giving to yourself or that are giving given to you from external stimuli. And you know what? That honey just is sweet. And just think of it as a nice little cozy, warm hug for your intestines. <laughs> uh, that's, a good, that's a good vision, a good way of looking at it. Because of that saying true is, you know, if you want more, bring more love in. If you want to attract more, do it with love, do it with joy. Like you attract more bees with honey, right? Exactly. So, yeah. So that's, that's perfect. That's perfect for the holidays. Is there anything else that you would like to share with our audience that has served you and uh, any lessons, anything that made you, you, or helped you get to where you are now? Um, 
I think one of the strongest things that I learned when I first started my journey off of the public health path and onto the everything else path (laughs) is especially important for this time of year. And it's something that almost eight years later, I still do every single day. And that is, if you can create a gratitude journal. Uh, It is always so important to do, and there's two different ways that I do it, kind of depending on the year. Around this time frame, I always do the little bit more intense one, but for your listeners, here's a really easy intro one. Wake up every morning and just say thank you. It doesn't matter who you're saying thank you to or what you're thanking them for. If you want to go a little bit more in depth with that, just saying thank you for, and then name something that happened in the last 24 hours. And you'll just start to see that starting your day with that little happiness (laughs) is a really, really great way to help combat kind of the negative, heavy, crazy, potentially happy. It's just a crazy time frame right now. Whatever your thoughts are on the holidays, Mm -hmm. it's just a crazy time frame. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I love that. And that's definitely something I recommend to everybody I work with is that gratitude and gratitude for yourself. Because we often, uh, we often, you know, do the gratitude and we do it for everything else but we forget about us. And it's really important to have that relationship with you, mm-hmm. uh, being grateful for being you, being grateful for uh, doing what you love, living your life, being grateful for shining your light, being grateful yeah. for having a, a great relationship with source universe. Yeah. So, this is- And then a more advanced way that I love of the gratitude mm-hmm. is if you want, give yourself the challenge for 30 days and say every day, I'm going to tell myself, five things that I'm grateful for, for myself, mm-hmm. and five things that I'm grateful for that happened in the last 24 hours. Do it for 30 days, and you can't repeat yourself. And the next thing you know, you have 300 things that you are really, really grateful for. And half of those, 150 of those, are things that you're grateful for yourself. Beautiful. And then move through it. Light a and candle, then- light your favorite incense, have some tea, and enjoy what you were grateful for. Absolutely. And in the process, you've raised your vibration even more. Exactly. Let's see is if somebody wanted to learn more about you, how would they find you? So I've just started a company name. It is called the Veda Saurus because life should not at all ever be serious. Mm-hmm. And I am in the process right now of creating a Facebook account and web page. And as soon as I have those, I will send them your way so you can update this podcast. Okay. Well, thank you. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being with us today and sharing your knowledge, uh, blessing us with all your processes and everything that you do, your gifts. Thank you again for being with us. And I look forward to having you again. Thank you. Thank you.